Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In-Depth. Hey folks, JD on hand. It was an awesome weekend, a special super wild card weekend, uh, as I must say. Lots of great games. Uh, starting with the Buffalo Bills winning their first playoff game in 25 years. And I'm so happy for Bills Mafia and the city of Buffalo. And also, how about my man Josh Allen, face of the franchise? I liked how the Colts did it. They battled up to the final second, and uh, Indy showed their heart. Phillip Rivers really, truly showed what he was made of. A little background on Phil. Every year, he gave his franchise everything he had. Um, We saw him after that Hail Mary. It ended up being incomplete, but just marching down the field, each possession throughout that game, Phil leaves it out on the field, and I loved his post-game speech. He was getting emotional, connecting with Indianapolis, connecting with his new team, uh, his offensive line, and uh, just proud of his group, and really happy. He he got this second term in the NFL, and uh, Indy does go home, but Phillip Rivers stays in our heart. The story of the next game was the Rams' defense. Just a high-powered group, explosive, led by the NFL's best defensive player, Aaron Donald. He got to Russ. The offensive line for Seattle, I felt, didn't play up to par, not giving Russ enough time in the pocket, even scrambling to the left and right. Not too much time, and it resulted in quick three and outs. Uh, especially early in the game, and having to play catch-up late in games never usually ends well. And I feel the Rams, keep in mind, Jared Goff started the game on the sidelines. He then was put into play uh, coming off thumb surgery on his throwing hand. And Cam Akers out of Florida State, shout out my cousin Nick in Tallahassee, had a remarkable game, 131 yards on the ground with a TD and a finger roll through the uprights, which really got me going. Prayers up to Aaron Donald. He did suffer a minor rib injury, but he should be good to go against Green Bay. And Jalen played well on DK Metcalf. Metcalf didn't look like he did score once in the game, but he was limited. And that's what you got to do to great players. You won't shut them down. But Jalen's thinking, let's keep the ball out of his hands for the majority of the game. And that's what they did. Very happy for the Rams. Sean McVay is a postseason coach, and he's an energy guy. That's what you need in the National Football League. And I think over the years, he took some notes from Pete Carroll, uh, who was on the opposing sideline. Energy, positivity to your team. And good for the Rams. Uh, You'll see them in Lambeau Field, and Sean McVay is going to coach his heart out. And the defense, if they show up and get to Rodgers, upset city. Uh, Let's root for it. Moving on, how about Taylor Heineke? Uh, against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, Tom Brady won in the playoffs, and that's what we expect. But how about this kid at Old Dominion? Slinging it. Absolutely slinging it. Uh, 26 for 44. 306 yards with a passing TD. I mean, come on, guys. This kid... Last-minute start, Alex Smith was sidelined. Ron Rivera believed in him. They cut Dwayne Haskins a few weeks back, and 
Taylor was ready for the task. He really showed up. I was happy for the kid, and I think Washington should give him a shot next year as well because, wow, a rushing TD, a passing TD. Uh, He did have one turnover. Uh, There's always room for improvement, but we saw his growth throughout this game, and we saw him settle in. I think it's huge as a quarterback. Once you get a few reps, a few throws under your belt, you feel out the defense, you look at coverages, see who's open in the flat or downfield. Once you start feeling confident, things start clicking. You get that turnover under your belt, but guess what you do after that? You respond in a positive manner. Heineke did exactly that. Uh, Tom Brady did have a playoff Tommy-type performance, uh, 381 uh, for yardage with two TDs. And it's funny, we said so much about him just doing so much in New England under Belichick. The most remarkable story, guys, is 43 years of age going to a new team. Not only going to a new team, succeeding with a new team. 11-5 and record this regular season and already with a playoff win under his belt. He's given Tampa more than they ever could have asked for. And he heads into New Orleans playing Drew Brees and you know that's going to be a performance that we're all waiting for. Drew against Tom? Two quarterbacks, 40-plus, that could still sling it. Uh, Nothing excites me and the fans more than that. So next, uh, Lamar Jackson, no longer winless in the postseason. He got his revenge from last year and knocked off the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. 20-13 with an unbelievable 48-yard TD run. Looking like my boy Michael Vick out here. And these are two teams that do not like each other. I, I'm not going to stick by the Ravens on walking off early and not shaking Tennessee's hand. I, I do give the coach, uh, Mike Vrabel, credit for shaking Harbaugh's hand uh, after their conflict in weeks past. But I like sportsmanship. And I thought Baltimore, they did feel they had beef. They did feel that Tennessee upset them and disrespected them in the past, um, specifically this year. And after Marcus Peters' interception uh, to kind of seal the game when Tannehill threw it, they were getting happy, real happy and just pumped. And I feel when they were doing that, they lost track of this is one game. Tom Brady, Big Ben, Drew Brees, they don't do this after one game. I know these guys are young and new to the process, but it's one game you won. Celebrations are are for when you win a conference or when you win a Super Bowl. So uh, let's keep that in mind, Baltimore. And uh, best of luck to the Ravens next week. I think it's going to be a good game. It is in Buffalo at Orchard Park, and uh, Bills Mafia will be in attendance. But uh, good for Lamar on the win, and uh, good for the Ravens defense really showing out. Moving on to the Saints, they didn't even have to bring their A game against the Chicago Bears, and no knock at my boys over at Barstool, but uh, I'll tell you, the Bears just didn't have it this year. They got in at an 8-8 record. Mitchell Trubisky, subpar. I think he showed that again on Sunday, and I feel the Saints, they had a sluggish start, and they're still able to win no problem, and it wasn't just on Mitch on Sunday. Wide receivers dropping passes defense, not locking down receivers, and Michael Thomas having a day, Uh, Alvin Kamara getting into the end zone, and I feel 
if you want to beat the Saints, you got to get to Drew Brees. And Drew Brees, he didn't have the game of his life, no. But he completed all of his passes when he needed to. And that's what the Saints are all about. That's why heading into Tom Brady next week, they already beat him twice during the regular season. Yes, I do think Tom's going to have something to say about that. But the Saints know how to get it done. Not only against teams like the Chicago Bears, but the elite teams in the NFL. Moving on, I'm going to talk a little bit about Juju, the wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He ended up having to eat his words. Before playing the Cleveland Browns, he said, the Browns are the Browns. Same old Browns. He basically dismissed the team, and you do not do that. Win, lose, draw, before or after games, you do not do that. You respect the other opponent. You give them credit if they won. You give them credit if they lost on an outstanding season. And that's how we conduct themselves. And hey, karma caught up to Juju. Guess what? The Browns dominated from start to finish. First playoff win since 1994. And Baker's just doing something special for this city. Just a performance where he was clicking with his receivers. The run game looked good with that one-two punch. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And Ben Roethlisberger, he's a funny man. He had one of the most confusing games in NFL history. He threw for 501 yards and threw four TDs, but also four picks. So it's one of those, hey, I don't know if Ben played well. He started off sluggish. When you start a game with a snap over your head for a defensive score for Cleveland, you know it's not your night. And Mike Tomlin emphasized that head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, saying, we started off sluggish and we always had to play from behind. As I mentioned earlier in this show, the win percentage isn't high when you're playing from behind unless you're Tom Brady 28-3. Shout out the Atlanta Falcons. The games next week, I strongly feel that Rams-Packers and Ravens-Bills are going to come down to which defense plays better. It really will. I mean, if the Rams get to Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be one of those nights for Aaron like what the Bucks did to him when they got to him. 38-10, he lost. So the defensive line has to get to Rodgers. Don't let him get the ball out quick to Devontae or in the flat for a HB slip screen. If they get to the QB like they did to Russ, good things can happen for the Rams. Moving on, uh, as I mentioned the matchup earlier, Baltimore against Buffalo. Buffalo's going to have to limit video game action Jackson. He's not easy. He had a TD run against Tennessee when Tennessee thought, hey, play was over. We got to him. He was running all over the football field. So that's something with Lamar. It's hard to contain him uh, with his speed. Uh, His mobility is dangerous. And the two offensive matchups, Browns-Chiefs, and Bucks Saints. I say that with Browns Chiefs because Baker proved it time and time again this year. Guess what he proved? He could put up points, and we all know what Sir Mr. Patrick Mahomes can do, uh, especially in Arrowhead Stadium. He can put up points, so I think it's going to be a fun shootout. The over might look good here. And moving on to the matchup that people want to see once again, uh, Drew Tom. Run game must get going. Those quarterbacks do what they have to do in postseasons. They do not lose you games. But if the Bucks are able to run with Ronald Jones, uh, if he's healthy game time, and of course Leonard Fournette, they should be okay. 
Drew Brees has Alvin Kamara, one of the best backs in the league. So I think Drew has the advantage in the run game, but the Bucks defense is able to stop the run. They have to be very careful in the pass. I, I saw it against Washington. Heineke had his way when he was throwing down the field. You know, Todd Bowles has to talk with his group and limit those 30, 40-yard passes down the field. If they're able to do that, limit Drew, could see Tom Brady in another championship game. And this time around, in the NFC. Next in the NFL segment, Doug Peterson is out. I give a round of applause, a shout-out to the Philadelphia Eagles organization. Peterson closed out the year as a quitter. If you're a quitter, you don't deserve to be a head coach in the National Football League. And the ownership looked at it as Peterson likes to do things his way. He doesn't like instruction from the front office. If you can't work with people within your organization, you are not the right guy. And despite these coaching changes, Wentz, it looks like he still wants out. It seems like he thinks Jalen's going to be the future, and I do too. So... Wentz, we'll see what happens, but best of luck wherever you go. And that's it for the NFL segment here today. Uh, We got great games uh, that I just broke down coming this weekend, and I'm as excited as you guys are, and, and let's enjoy. And to wrap up, we are here live in the studio. The Alabama Crimson Tide just beat the Ohio State Buckeyes 52-24. And all questions are answered regarding Nick Saban, 7th National Championship, 6th in Tuscaloosa, and the Saban dynasty continues. But what does he say? He always credits his players. Shout out Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith, three superstars for the school. Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, 12 receptions, 215 yards and three TDs, and he only played a half, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We're hoping his finger's okay. Injury early in the second half, but besides all that, really happy for Alabama. Nick Saban stapling his name in college football history, and on to next year. Uh, Let's see these players in the draft. Take care, y'all. See you next week. JD out. Thank you.